This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello, my loves. This is Lala Kent with Randall. And today we are interviewing one of the most beloved, absolutely wonderful, really handsome um, gentleman on Bravo. Uh, you may know him from his first or second facelift. Um, he is really funny, very, very witty. Um, he has been on Million Dollar Listing for over 15 years. Um, I present to you uh, Josh Flagg. What up, Josh Flag? Josh Flag. Before we dive into Josh Flag, yeah, all things Josh Flag. All things this, Josh this Flag. This is going to be one of the most fun episodes ever. I agree because he's funny as fuck. Yeah. you're welcome. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so it's a really special podcast for me today because the second season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake just aired on September twelfth, and it has me shaking. In my mother fucking Nikes. Mm. Okay. Wow. Do you guys watch that show? No. Are you familiar with Jen Shaw? Either Mm-mm. of you? Mm-mm. Okay. Jen Shaw from Utah. She is in a lot of trouble because she was running this scheme where she would call people and mostly elderly people. Mm. This is what's this is what's being pinned on her. Nothing's been proven yet. Let me just put that out there. Yeah. And. She it was like a bunch of different things like saying, oh, you're you know, the IRS is contacting you for this. And these old people are like, oh, my gosh. And they just give their credit card number or whatever it may be. And what she would do is other people that this were running, on Bravo. Yes. Yeah. Other what pe- show? Housewives of Real Salt Housewives Lake. of Salt Lake season she two. Lo- she loves this show. OK, so we're reading. I'm reading all of these things. Little did I know, they had picked up cameras and caught all of this shit, okay? So the, how she made most of the money, again, allegedly, is that other scam artists would call her and they would pay for her call sheets. Whoever she was calling that were successful, like, give me your money for no reason. And by the way, no one ever knew what she did for a living. She had, like, this fabulous office, this fabulous life, and everyone was like, but what do you do? She could never give a straight answer. What was her go-to answer? There was never an answer. I don't do anything? Until the reunion, and she said that she runs the algorithm. So anytime you see an ad on social media, people pay her to put those ads. Like, you sell real estate, so maybe a bunch of, like, furniture places pop up onto your, you know, whatever. She obviously does not do that. <laughs> um, so the beginning of the first episode on Sunday shows her taking a phone call, demiking. She leaves all of the fucking sudden. The cops come flying in, helicopters what? hovering above. And then they do that thing where it's like two months earlier. You guys, this is better than Housewives of Beverly Hills. So she's Hills. really not going to be on next season. Well, she, they did take her to jail. She has said that she will be doing season three. But who knows? You guys look so uninterested in what I'm saying. <laughs> no, first of all, how can you expect me over the last hundred, and, hundred episodes to ever be, to even know, you know I don't have watch Have you ever shows. seen an episode of Housewives where there have been helicopters? Any, any. I've seen the OC. You know I've seen the OC from where the Where helicopters are hovering above and the freaking FBI what? or whatever wait, wait. roll up. This is on the show? Yes. Oh, that's exciting. Saying, exciting. we're looking for Jen Shaw and everyone's looking at each other. Even <laughs> the cameramen are looking at each other. Okay. Producers are involved. Did they it's, know that they were filming or just have a coincidental timing? What they're saying, they yeah. were like, how did they know Jen was here? You know, and there were two cast members that didn't show up to the cast. <laughs> oh. So they're like, one of these motherfuckers must have tipped them off. But why so, would they still show up so they could watch? That's fun. Like, why would they not show up? Well, it's it was crazy because she got the phone call and it happened five seconds later. What was the phone call? We don't know. 
She gets on the phone. She's like, okay, what's happening? She looks at her friend and goes, you need to take my mic off of me right now. And they're like setting up cameras. Like the camera crew is in the I got to see this. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's it. That's There's a helicopter. Yes. Come on. Yes. Why a helicopter. Yeah, but where's she going to go? I mean, she out of the middle of Utah. Like, she like, scammed uh, millions of no, but I mean the helicopters. Millions no, but I, of I, dollars from these old people. They wouldn't allow someone like that back on the show for another season, though. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I didn't say Bravo confirmed it, but I've heard through my Bravo cult people <laughs> that Jen like is like fully down to do another season. Oh, I'm sure always, she is. Oh, yeah. I always they wonder that. She won't come back. They won't let her Because we all have oh, skeletons no in our closet, but people. Unless the helicopter are... comes, you're not coming back. Yeah, if the helicopter. That's the helicopter, that's it. If the FBI's walk in with the yeah, jackets on, it, you're, you're done. You're, you're done. not coming back. Oh, they rolled in deep. Trust yeah, me. Jen's last Blurring season. Faces. Was, yeah, Jen, no, that's Jen's last season. The Bravo's a, a, a big network nice with, a, with a big studio and corporate. Oh my god I love this So for the first segment is uh, Spill the tea We spilled the tea Josh thank you for an epic intro Yes Now we actually have to go into your segment Josh And have you as our guest We'll be back after a quick break with Josh Flagg Did you know today is a great day to warranty? Well actually every day is a great day When you're not worrying about your appliances and home systems And that's what you get with American Home Shield Warranty I signed up with American Home Shield the moment I decided to buy my house. With an American Home Shield warranty, unexpected breakdowns like a leaky faucet or faulty water heater won't break the bank because coverage repairs and replacements are taken care of just like that. And not by me, my mom, or Easton. We wouldn't know the first thing to do if something stopped working in this house. I just contact American Home Shield when a covered item breaks and their trusted and qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. So having that sort of reassurance from American Home Shield is something to celebrate. When it comes to protecting your appliances and home systems, don't worry, be warranty. Visit ahs.com slash GTL today to get 20% off any plan. That's ahs.com slash GTL for 20% off any plan. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. My days of panicking over gift giving are officially over and yours can be too. Thanks to gift mode on Etsy. I absolutely love this gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting. So you find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's super easy to just tap or click on gift mode on your Etsy app or at Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. I can't tell you how calming it is for me to see all of those ideas pop up on my screen. I recently had to find a gift for one of Ocean's little friend's birthdays and I was tripping. Then I remembered, just use Etsy gift mode to shop for the creative kid. And I found the cutest handmade dress up costumes, fabulous capes and accessories. The capes were so cute that I even bought one for Ocean. Gift mode on Etsy is the best. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday gift for the reality TV fan, gift mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. We are back. And we have Josh Flagg. You I, know him from Million Dollar Listing LA. And, and be honest, one of my favorite shows, tell the truth. I think it's most people, like, if, <laughs> even if you're not, like, down with Bravo, you're not in the Bravo cult, you tune in to watch Million Dollar Listing. Yes, you <laughs> do. Um, and uh, we've been doing this for uh, 14 years. I can't even believe that. That's insane. And that's a long time. Uh, I cannot believe that the uh, is that the longest running reality show. Uh, I think the only I other think one inside is the actor studio may have. Oh, that's not on the air either anymore. Yeah, but uh, it's got to be one of the top. I mean, for sure, fourteen years. Is absolutely. Have Vander, you seen my Vander porn, Vander by the way? Your porn? Yeah, million dollar fisting. <laughs> it's 
really I actually good. only knew about Million Dollar <laughs> Listing because you've been fisting for it's 15 really seasons, yeah. right? I just want to, because a lot of people that have not known about my porn, <laughs> I'm promoting it now. I'm going to check it out tonight. Yeah, it's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so as a fan of this show, I have to say, because I, I watch New York and obviously Beverly Hills is, is the marquee for us because we live here. Um, just take us through, like, for people that don't know reality, like, what the process is like. Because for me, I run a business like you. Like, my livelihood is not reality. My livelihood is making movies. And since I've had to kind of come on to her show a little bit, it, it definitely skews with my schedule, like, my business. But this, it, it feels like it feeds it perfectly, like, being on a show and selling homes. Does it work? Or is it difficult at times? Is it frustrating? Or is it easy? I'm no, just it's curious. the best synergy ever. I mean, it it's is. like... Well, first of all, I mean, the show is amazing because like, you think about like a normal real estate agent or whatever is like pays all this money to advertise like cover of the LA Times, things <laughs> like that, whatever. Like this is free advertising. Right. You can't ask for better. Totally. Know? It's like the greatest thing on earth. It's like for you, Law. We talk about that all the time. Like you being on the show is promotion for all your brands. Absolutely. No, yeah. of course. So how long have you been a real estate agent? Since I was 18. Oh, shit. Yes. And how old, and how old are you now? 21? <laughs> I used to do it. He's on fire. He is on fire. on fire. Okay, so you were obviously a real estate agent long, long before the well, show appeared. <laughs> it was maybe <laughs> six to nine months. No. Uh, I've been, like, yeah, I've been a broker since I was eighteen, and I've been on the show though since I was twenty-two, twenty-one. Wow! Yeah. Holy oh shit! Oh my god! I, I grew up on television. Oh my <laughs> so god! That's amazing. Because they just come to you. I know for me being on Vanderpump Rules, it's because I was a hostess and it was based on the restaurant that I was hostessing at with you guys. Did you know the other people that are on the show? I know there's been like a, you did know, you knew them. Yes. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. I didn't know you guys all like, you all worked in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it would like, yeah, like if you were a host in one restaurant, you wouldn't know a host in another restaurant, but if you were, well, maybe you would, I don't know. Like maybe like, like the top hosts in town know each other. They're all buddies with each other. It's like the host crew. But like in real estate, of course, you know, your top competitors. Okay. So you guys all knew of each other or knew each other. Well, keep in mind those people are no longer on the show though. Who's who's left on the show from the original? Nobody. Just you. Just you're you. the only OG. Yeah. Wow. We got a when, super. When when did Josh legit. Altman come in? Five years later. But you guys, when I watch the show, despise each other. And lately, I've seen on the gram that you guys are like buddies. What, yeah, we're buddies. So how did you go from like wanting to destroy one another? I mean, it was we fucked. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that settles that. So that's how we became friends again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> was it one night or was it over a weekend? It was like a weekend. Yeah. It was a Wait, hold up. Combo. What do you mean again? You guys got along at the beginning? <laughs> What'd you say? You got along at the beginning? You said we became friends again. No, no, no. Me, no, sorry. We did not get along at the beginning. We didn't. Because he sold more houses than you? Is that why you didn't like him? Because what? He sold more houses than you? No. Yeah, yeah was he better than you? No, it wasn't about that. He just sold a different <laughs> caliber home than I did. Wait, oh. wait, hold on. Time out. Because now I like to hear this yeah. shit. Define caliber difference. Um, let's see. I uh, sell. Uh, let's see. If I was to relate it to a fine wine, I would say that I sell uh, 2013 Opus Napa Valley red wine. I would say that he sells a. Um, what is that shit? That costs Franzia. In the mar- Franzia. Franzia. No, that's that's, that's a lot. No, that's, that's generous. <laughs> that's generous. What? Oh my. Two buck chalk. Yeah. Oh my. But he is very good at it. He sells the screw off top. Yeah, he is very good at it, yes. yes. But, but today, I assume he sells the same level. He's upgraded to Corbell. Yes. Oh not God, to Opus. He's still not selling Opus. Please. Okay, give me, just because I like numbers, and yeah. I'm a numbers person being in the movie business. Yeah. Explain to me the highest price home you ever sold. $40 million. And, and, when, and, 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 when, and when you sold a $40 million home. Yeah. For me, like when I made my biggest film of my career, let's say like Irishman or something, it is a big moment for me in my life. Do you celebrate the day you get that listing or celebrate the day you sell it? Is there a big moment or it's just like, oh, business as usual? I started buying a lot of art when I started doing really well when I was younger. I didn't, but at that, but 
now I don't really celebrate moments. I, I don't really know. I don't celebrate moments. Like when I started in the career, that's when I would start treating myself to like, you know, special moments. So, but, but a $40 million home, that's like, is there only a very handful of like select handful of buyers? Do you have to go out to a mass? Like, how do you sell a $40 million home? Just curious. Is there, is it just put the sign in the front yard and, yeah, you and they show up? Front, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. No, no, about I advertise this. at the, at the uh, market, you know, I have a sign <laughs> on, the, on the shopping cart me holding a lap dog. Uh, yeah. I'm just um, trying to understand like being the best of the best in this world. What separates you to be able to sell a $40 million home versus somebody who, who can't sell a $40 million home? Uh, you know, 1% of us do 99% of the business. So it's not oh. like just, you know, there's 10 of us that do this and I don't know. Oh, I didn't just, know that. I didn't know that. That's, I mean, look, I have an upper hand. Like I grew up here, so that helped, right? But I also, a lot of people think I just had an upper hand and, and I didn't do anything else. Right? <laughs> There's a lot of people I grew up with that went to school that like do nothing these days, right? No, right. that's very okay? true. So you have to do something with it. I have an innate knowledge about real estate that most people well, most people don't even care about half the stuff that I know, right? right? But it translates when I'm on a listing appointment or when I'm with somebody and they want to know about real estate and they ask me about it and like they're just like blown away with the, the shit that I know, which half of it is useless information, but they know yep. I know my stuff. Right. Right. You know, I have to say, when I decided to be a normal person for five seconds and I moved back to Utah, I decided that I wanted to get my real estate license and I was so fucking bored. Yeah. I was like, I cannot do this. How am I supposed to care about any of this? So the fact that you are as successful as you are and you know all the shit, that's pretty incredible, right? Um, I don't know if it's incredible. It's just what I know. Like, you know, I don't have a lot of talents. I'm, I'm good at certain things, right? I'm like an idiot savant, but maybe just okay. more of an idiot. You know, I know like, like what I know well and the other stuff I'm, I can't even scroll. But, but like, I can, did, under, did you I can always, understand that. Like was, with movies, I like, I always tell you, I don't know anything else. Yeah. I just know what I know. I know my the shit, but other, I can't even. were hard. They were? Like, yes. I it was the first a time. lot of information that right. I just could not, I, I just couldn't grasp it. So, at what point did you were you always interested in real estate? Like, what made no. you choose that? When I was a kid, my sister was really close friends with Fred Savage from the Wonder Years, and so we, Fred Savage is a huge pickleball player, by the way. Really? Yes, Love absolutely. Fred. Shows up at tournaments the whole really? thing. Really? Yep. Next time you see him. Yeah. And go ahead. So when I was a kid, so <laughs> I went to Brentwood School, and my sister went to Brentwood. And I remember when I was a kid. Fred told me, you know, you got to be an agent when you get older. Like, not like William Morris kind of agent, not like a, you know, endeavor, not like right. a real estate agent. I was like, this is a great idea, right? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to be an agent. So I'm telling everybody for 10 years, I'm going to be an agent. I'm going to be an agent. Okay, right now I'm like 15 years old or whatever. I still want to be an agent. So my uncle was a pretty big upper guy at William Morris at the time before it was William Morris Endeavor. And so he goes, well, if you want to be an agent. Who? who? Don DeMesquita. He was okay. originally at Columbia. And okay. Tristar, and then this he went great. to. Yeah. And so then he, so he goes, we well, got to start reading Variety. Okay. I go, this is fantastic. So <laughs> mom and dad gave me a, you know, a subscription to Variety. So first Variety comes, the second Variety comes. There's like a stack of varieties that's, you know, like, you know, like 40 varieties in a row. I haven't opened them. We're collecting cobwebs. And my mom goes, what the fuck? Are you going to be an agent? You don't even want to open. You don't care about this shit. You're not going to be an agent. So we canceled that dream. She, she crushed my dreams. And then I thought I would become an architect. Well, then I realized I didn't want to like build houses for other people. I just wanted to do that kind of stuff for myself. And so I thought to myself, what can I do? I love design. I love people. Put the two together, you know, design, houses, people. You get a real estate agent. And so that was that. <laughs> That's great. That was yeah. that. That's great. That was that. So you became one at 18. I became a real estate agent at 18. And I, you failed, I, and you failed the test? School. You failed the test the, the first, first time? time? Radon gas gets you every time. That was the question. Wow. What is it? Radon gas. Exactly. You what? don't need to know about it. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. What was the first? Yeah, what was the first check you got from your first home that you were like, okay, it was a I fucking property on the corner of Alpine and Sunset. It was a how much? Very famous. The check or the, no? How much was the house for sale? What was the check for? Well, at the time it was six million, but keep in mind at the time six million was the equivalent of like a twenty million dollar sale. Holy shit! It right. was a very famous. It was a lime green painted house that was burned down in the eighties. Was owned by a sheik, and it had pubic hair on the on the statues. You know about this? It was no. Really famous. No. The Wait, property. intentional pubic hair on the statue? Yeah, it was sheik bought the property. It was a very famous old house. He painted it lime green and put naked statues all around the property and painted them all green and put like. Like hair all over the. It was like a whole thing. It was a big deal in Beverly. It was called the Sheik's property. It's world famous. Okay. If you look at the the Steve Martin movie, it was filmed there. The one with the it was called the um, the whatever. It was a very okay. famous movie. Got whatever. It. Anyway, it burned down. The neighbors burned it. Down. <laughs> anyway, so I sold half of the lot. 
Wow. Not sale. And because I always believed in like publicity, so the first thing I did was I called, I was still at Beverly Hills High School at the time, so yeah. I called up Ruthie Ryan at the LA Times who was this old woman who's probably dead now, who was the, basically the, the hot property person. She wrote all the articles on yeah. sales. And I called her, I said, put an article in the paper that says 18 year old sells Sheik's property. Boom, I was done. And that was it. Wow. Wow, wow. that's awesome. Yeah, so that's that exciting. That is awesome. And what did you do with your first check? I bought a Calder. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're like really serious guy. No, okay. I like my art. I, li- I was going to yeah. say, I mean, at and that then I started age- collecting, then I bought another Calder, and then another, wow. and I started having quite a few Calder. Yeah. God, at your age to do that, that's, that's very smart. Yeah, it was kind of weird at it, like 19 having a Calder. But, you know, <laughs> like, what the fuck? But you came from a pretty incredible family. Yeah. That remind me, Edith, she yeah. was in fashion. Yeah. Your grandmother. Yeah. So you probably grew up very differently than most people. You saw like things like artwork. You know, I, I didn't see those things growing up in Utah. Well, but, you, but not necessarily because I grew up, um, like all the kids I grew up with, I would assume had the ability to see nice things and things like that. I don't think they cared about that kind of stuff. That's the difference. Right, because at 18, I mean, I, I grew up in the arts from a young age. I went to performing arts high school. So I learned about art in high school and then into I went to art school for college. So I was lucky, but okay. I mean, I think, but I do think a lot of people, I think you're right at 18 around me didn't give a shit about art. I gave a shit about art because I was around artists. My I just whole noticed life. most of my friends that were privileged in, Did they know in about high art? school, like their families who were buying nice pieces, yeah. they tend to be aware. Win. Yes. Like okay. me. I'm fucking going to Z Gallery and buying a picture of a zebra. Yeah, I would have a heart attack and I would pass on the floor before that would happen. Um, See, me in college, I was hanging, you know, Keith Haring posters, you know, and Andy Warhol posters. I bought my first Keith Haring when I was 20. Like, that was, you know. Yeah, see, that's young. I bought my first Keith Haring and Andy Warhol at 27, but like you, at 27, I'm 50. So at 27, you know, I made, like you, I made well, I made six or seven million dollars overnight back then, which would have been like 20. Yeah. And I, and you I bought, how old? You said? 27, 28. Yeah, but, but the thing is, I wasn't as disciplined as you. I was living up the life and going out and doing all that stuff. Buying and I Ferraris. Bought, yeah, and I, because I, I didn't. Well, there's nothing wrong with buying a Ferrari if you buy the right Ferrari. I, bought, I always bought it good. I always bought the Ferraris okay. good and I always sold them good. That's one yeah. thing I was with cars. But I wish I would have bought a shit ton more art. Well, we all did. <laughs> I mean, hello, like before COVID, I mean, you, I mean, would you have thought that, you know, never went up 65 times? Never, never. I, you know, I'm going to tell one story. I'm, you know, like I'm a fanatic with Andy Warhol and Keith Haring specifically. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, when I was 27, when it first made money, I was in New York in college with these posters I used to have on my wall. And I was like, finally, I can afford these artists and I and I went to the art gallery Hamilton right Hamilton Selway yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but there's a funny story and I, I I bought this thing called Annie Mouse there were four pieces it was a collaboration between Keith Haring and Andy Warhol and one of the few that have their signatures and has dollar signs with Mickey Mouse blah blah so I went in and they had the four pieces and they're like we'll sell you all four for like 80k and I was like, that's a, even though I had all this money, I was like, that's a lot back in the day. That's a lot, but I'll take one. Okay. So I bought one for 20. Well, you I'm, split up the set or they were, I split up the set. Oh, I know, Randall. I know, but hold on. It gets worse. So, so I end up selling a few years later for whatever reason at 29 or whatever. I just decided I'm going to get rid of this. Yeah. And I sold it for like 60 or 70 K two years, three years ago, I call up all over the world and I'm trying to find any mouse one, two, three, four. I think they're going to be, you know, like 150. They're going the set for a million to a million seven. Yeah. I want to jump off. You the, fucked yeah, up. I fucked up. Yeah. I fucked up. Try selling a gullwing before you knew it was going to become a $2 million <laughs> oh car. Oh, my God. No. Or, or an Enzo Ferrari when they used to be 400K and now they're three million, three and a half million. Yeah. I, there's a lot of things I go back. But, but art is like one thing I've learned. If you just keep it, then you don't ever have to. Is that your go-to? Like when you get a big check, do you always treat yourself? No, no, no. I don't really do that. Like, not now. Three years not now. now. I don't do I, I, I'm a compulsive buyer of things at auction. Okay. Oh, are you? Um, yes. And, and I've just discovered my friend Candy Spelling is also a compulsive buyer of things at auction. <laughs> I know this now because at like three or four in the morning, we will call each other while we're watching Criminal Minds. That's our favorite TV show. I love okay. one of my favorite shows. Yeah, Especially we'll, when they get on the G550 at the end after like and then dealing do, with all. And they do that poem. At the, I don't remember <laughs> they do that stupid poem thing at the end though, every time. <laughs> when, anyway. when, when the darkness sets yeah, like, in. <laughs> Just show me the fucking blood. I don't want to hear about this shit. When I the darkness, shut the fuck up. I, I can't. Literally, a, by so, the way, I'm very close with Randy Spelling. 
Oh, really? Yeah, very close. Since, since he was uh, 15. Oh, that's best, cool. We're like so friends. Tori and I are very close, and Candy and I are very close. No, we and know you're really close because we see all of your dinner parties on Instagram that Randall and I are never invited oh, we to. Would ne- we would never. And I you never would. leave you my can. house, but I would you come to your house. In. You can come. I'm, I never have FOMO. So much, I never have FOMO. She goes so I have FOMO every time I see... Somebody and I love Tori. By the way, Tori, Tori was a friend forever. They Tori's both, the are, but Randy and I have stayed in touch ever since. And, you have to and come her, to the next one. And their dad was a, a big mentor to me. Uh, wrote my first letter of recommendation, how I got my first job in Hollywood. Really, the best story ever. So I have the letter framed from did Aaron. You, how did you know him? Uh, this, this goes way back. So Mar- did you grow up here? I did not. I moved here from film school after I graduated film school at twenty three and. Mark Wahlberg, who is my one of my best friends, uh, went and met Aaron Spelling at the house for a job for a TV show. Right, and we met Randy. Wait, and be- when he was Marky Mark, or when, when he was, was Mar- when he was Marky Mark turning into Mark Wahlberg. Right, when he's and, transformed. And, yeah, when he was transitioning. The transitioning. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, and he and he ended up not doing this particular show, but we became friends with Randy. We were playing basketball, and we we just kind of all like kind of knew each other. And then I put Randy in a movie in his first film that he had ever done, and. Uh, I was the one who called Randy when his dad died. He didn't know. Isn't that oh crazy? my god! He'll, he'll tell you that. Yeah, we we I talk about it, and he's a life what coach. Candy called him that. I mean, he was on a plane coming back from Florida, and it, how did you know? I, it, there, my mother called me and said I read something that that Aaron. I remember these are the days where like technology wasn't as you know right. fast, and I said there's no way, and so I text Randy, are are you okay? I don't know if this is true or not, but but and when he landed. He had found out, and well, and he knew he was passing. I mean, yeah, yeah, but he, but I mean, no, he no, had, no. yeah, but but so so that's how I met Randy initially through Mark, et cetera. And then Aaron just became a mentor, and and when I needed a job and I was broke and had no money, Aaron said, "This is what you need to do. You need to go to an agency and and start there because that's the center of the universe." Because he knew I wanted to be in the movie so business. Where did you go to William Morris? I went to ICM, and he said, "Go type up a letter." And, 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 and have me sign it? Yes. So, so the letter How says... How funny that both of you... too lazy to write the fucking letter, so I say, right. write whatever you want to sign it. Wait. Right. This is so... No, yeah. you both got the start to where you ended up with someone telling you, just be an agent. We don't know what yeah. that means, but just agent <laughs> is what I you agree. should Still, yeah. go and, into. and I'll tell you, the letter says, because my mother has a frame, it says... Without Randall's creative support on 90210 and Melrose Place. You probably never even saw the fucking Not show. fucking yeah, nothing. Literally. I don't know what's going on. And then, and then he, signed, he signed it. Yeah, and I went, he did. And I went to ICM and Tori was represented there at the time. And Nick Stein. She's, she's still, he is still, she still is. Yeah. We have the same agent. Oh, that's so funny. And so Michael Nick Kagan. Stein, who's at CA now, was, yeah. was there. Nick brought me right in. He's like, this, oh, great, you're hired. I right. not, he's like, can you type? Can you? I knew nothing. Like, I was like the worst assistant ever at that agency. That's hysterical. But anyway, so all that, so there's this whole thing, and, 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 uh, and, and I, I'm utterly grateful, because if Aaron hadn't written that letter, who knew if I would have ever got my first assistant job at ICM and went That's off true. to you know, do things I did. To do the right Irishman. There. Correct. Wow. Another thing. So, and Randy's a life coach who yeah. I call. In Oregon. Yeah, yeah, who I call many times for advice and support because he's amazing. Yeah, he really, I don't know Randy. I know. I just know. I just know her, his mom, and I know Tori, obviously. Yeah. Oh, this is the greatest thing ever. So I go over to the penthouse. It's like we go to dinner. We go to Craig's, and I'm like, "You want to play some gin?" She's like, "Yeah." She's a, she's a big card player. Really? Oh yeah, Candy's a good card player. By wow, the way. of gin rum. No, no, no. She hadn't played in 30 years, but this shows you how good she is because she caught on in one second. Now wow. she plays poker. <laughs> I play poker. Oh, she's my. a big poker player. But like professionally. You don't play with her. She no, no. Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> I play on TV. I have 46 episodes of Poker After Dark. We I play. need to film you and Candy playing poker together. I have better than that. So I play, I, I'll be in Vegas for the World Series of Poker, which is next month, usually in June, but they moved it because of COVID. How about this? She should come play on one of the episodes on Poker After Dark with would us. Would she do that? Absolutely. Would she, would she really? They would you love a reminder to. I swear to God, they would love. They would love to have her. How they about would this? Love. How about we first have a first game, just the two of you at the penthouse. We'll go this week, or okay, after dinner, or whatever. Okay. I don't play Flip. poker, but can I come and drink Perrier at her? No, we don't drink Perrier. We drink other things. So what happens? is You guys have, can drink whatever you no, this want. This is the greatest thing. But ever. if you allow me to drink other things, I'll burn her <laughs> no, penthouse down. No, you never so, want her. So, <laughs> honey, you're not drinking. You drink Perrier. <laughs> so this is the great thing because she, you know, she and I, but like. She knows how close I am with Tori, and Tori knows that I'm close. Like, we have totally separate relationships, and, you know, they have their issues and whatever, and hopefully that'll get worked out. But they're, they both, and it's, by the way, it's not as bad as people make it sound. Right. It's really not like that. Like, they can call each other and talk on the phone. But anyway, so we go to Craig's, we go, um, 
uh, upstairs to uh, we go upstairs uh, to the penthouse, um, and I go, I'd really like a glass of wine. She goes, great. So we go to the wine cellar, and I'm immediately thinking, I can't pick a fucking bottle of wine out. Candy Spelling's wine cellar. Oh it's going to be like everything's going to be shot to Lafitte. Like what right. the fuck am I going to do? Latour, Margot. No, you're like, oh, Latour. Can you can you pull up the photo? Are you? Of, stop. So I can't. We, I, this, this should be my. So we go over this, there. This should be my poker room. <laughs> so Candy <laughs> likes wine, but she's not like a drinker. But you know, and and she oh, just you oh, know whatever. On. So she oh, goes, she goes, let's go hey. buy something. Yeah, let's go find something. I go, okay. So I go in there. She goes, pick something. And I go, I don't know what the fuck. I can't pick any of this. Everything is Chateau Lafitte and Chateau Lafitte and Petrus. What the fuck do you want me to do? Right? And so she's like, just pick something. I don't even know what half of the shit is. I bought it for Aaron in the 1980s. Half of it's probably spoiled. So what? I'm like, oh my. Okay. So she has little tags. Like, you know how you have little tags on your on your wine so you, you don't have to pull each one out of the thing so it's Latour, Petrus, this, whatever. So I go for an earlier only because, not because, I thought it was going to spoil. So I thought like let's get something earlier that's like almost on the verge of spoiling so I don't feel badly. Right. So I picked out a Chateau Latour 1981. Okay, come on. Right? This is just a casual sign. I, I can't. Right? I okay. can't. This is like special occasion for 99% of the world. Uh, for 99% of the world this is probably a $3,000 bottle of wine. Correct. I literally go, I can't drink. She's like, we're gonna throw this shit away. It's probably all gone by now, you know. I, so <laughs> there we go. It's just me and Katie drinking Chateau Latour on a Sunday night, playing gin rummy. I can't. You know, I can't. I definitely. You're so badass. I want to die and come back as you. Yeah, I do what, too. In the old, in the old spelling manner, when I was young and, yeah. and broke, you know, Randy and I, you know, when uh, after we did the movie, he, we used to run around that house and shenanigans in the bowling every day and and uh and and our friend dave weintraub was there every day sure. i mean it was it was a it well, was kevin, kevin he, sands lived wait, with tori kevin, kevin sands lived with tori at the time didn't and they I, get married wait no no no, no, so, no, no who's the first no wait wait who was the was it david Weiner who did that show no who was sons who, of who hollywood was on the show sons of hollywood it was it was sean stewart sean stewart randy yeah. and, sean, and yeah. dave yep. yeah 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 oh yep. my god oh no. <laughs> It was yeah. it was it was crazy times. And Kevin Sands and Tori lived together down on Wilshire in the Green Building, which they, they own. Candy bought that apartment there, uh, right? And by the way, I was when I was struggling and broke, and I used to go there and go out with Tori and and Kevin. I used to dream of like getting a place there. When I first made money, I made an offer on a unit there, and I was about to close. And then last minute, I was like, maybe I'm overpaying a million one. You're an idiot. <laughs> I know. My mom's mom used to live in that building. I grew up going to that building. Really? Yeah, it's called the Wilshire. Yeah, the Wilshire. Not my dad's mom, the one that was on the show. My mom's was, mom. It was the only building on Wilshire, babe, that that the elevator opened up in the unit before the Remington. Before, but before the greatest the thing was this. And so, before the uh, the other one. So my mom's yeah. mom moved in the building in 1996 when it was the brand new, like it was the brand spanking new building, and yeah. that was the hottest thing in town. Yeah. And then eventually they sold the place because they went to another building, which is really great also on the corridor where a lot of their friends lived. It was actually a co-op, which is the only co-op in LA. It's really strange. So they went, it was all Hillcrest people, right? Yeah. So it was all country. Clubs. So they moved there, whatever. So 10 years ago, my grandparents' apartment comes on the market for sale and I go in there. They gutted it and made this contemporary. There's blow all over the place. Literally, there's yep. rails everywhere. <laughs> I swear there was like underwear. I was, I was literally thinking to myself, my grandfather wished he was still alive. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wow. This is great. God. Yeah, so we were, in, we're interconnected in. Yeah, in, so we're going to do Poker After Dark at the penthouse. We're yeah. going to do it this week before we're going to. I love it. I, I, dude, she knows. I play. I mean, I'm in Vegas almost. Can you play all of gin? October. I don't I'm know how to play gin. I don't even know. Catch on you're a quick seconds. you're a quick learner. Cards, You'll, anything cards. For candy spelling, he's gonna learn how to play fucking gin, all right? Really? Well, yeah, yes. Is it a no, hard? she's a poker player. I'm the gin player. She, she really a poker player. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked. I had no idea. She literally called me the other day and was like, I'm really upset. My partner fucking canceled tonight in the game. Do you know anybody who wants to play with me? Oh my god. <laughs> this is <laughs> like you know I, play, I, I fly to I mean, tell him. I mean, I'm fly to Florida for tournaments, Vegas for tournaments. I mean, I'm obsessed. Yeah. Yeah, okay. obsessed. It's, She's big stakes. It's poker and pickleball. Uh, Randall is obsessed. I mean, we start the World Series I of Poker. I allow Randall and, to go play poker because I take 10% of his winnings. That is true. Mm. That is true. By the way, maybe, you know, this is what I've assumed. She has not said I play big, but yeah. I listen to the way she talks about, about but, but, you know, but, you know, but you know what I so love about poker? I'm a purist of poker, so I'll play any stakes. But what I love is somebody that loves poker. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it is finally shorts and t-shirt weather. My favorite kind of weather. Time to put the jackets and sweaters in the back of the closet where they belong. And if you're like me, I know you want to update your look for the summer. But you don't want to break the bank in the process. That's where Quince comes in. 
Thanks to Quince, I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking so chic all summer long. Quince has premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts starting at just $30. And this is my favorite part. All Quince items are 50 to 80% less than many similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes all those savings on to us. I am wearing my Quince cashmere tee again today, and I have no shame. I got the cream color. It's so soft. It's so comfy. So chic. Almost as soft as the Quince waffle towels that I got to put in Palm Springs. We all are obsessed with those towels. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lala for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lala to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lala. So I have two game changers to share with you when it comes to upping your glam game. I am totally obsessed with Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress Press-On False Eyelashes because I'm very into just easy right now and anyone can do it. You are going to love them just as much as I do. Both require zero glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes. There's also no annoying dry time. And the best part, zero mess. One step and you're done. The lash style options are endless, and there are so many on-trend nails to choose from. Impress, no glue manis, and press-on falsies are the easiest and fastest way to upgrade your look in just minutes. The press-on falsies have a unique under-lash application for a totally seamless look and are made with an exclusive self-stick technology that keeps them secure for up to 24 hours. The Impress Mannies have a patented super hold adhesive for up to seven days secure hold. And that's perfect for all of you busy mamas out there who don't have a lot of time to spend on glam but want to look your best. I completely get it. Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress No Glue Press on Falsies are absolutely a beauty must. You need to try them right now. So get yours today at impressbeauty.com slash Lala. And use code LALA at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. That's impressbeauty.com slash LALA and use code LALA at checkout for 25% off. We're back with Randall. What's up, dude? And Josh Flagg. And we are going to pivot to things that I understand, which are all things Bravo. <laughs> Everything that's not the last 29 minutes. <laughs> No, seconds. I actually learned a lot. I actually learned a lot in the first what segment. What are you going to take home from today? Um, that I need to get out and meet more people because I don't know one of the people that you're talking about. Okay, good. But I do know all the spellings. So that's she a does, good You thing. know what? You did, and by the way, we just went to Miami True Story and Lala usually when we go out of town, we'll kind of hunker down and chill. And this trip, she went out three nights in a row, which I is did. so not like her. And she said, I had such a fun time. I want to get out more in L.A. Yes. So this could be really good. Socialize, meet people, mingle a bit. Okay. <laughs> With that being said. Pivot for us. Pivot. Oh, we've already done the pivot. We've done the pivot. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I'm coming to one of your dinner parties. All that I care is that Sonia Morgan is there. So I just told your assistant, who's one of my good friends. We can't afford to have Sonia there anymore. She destroyed <laughs> everything in our house. What? Last time she came, it was $36,000 to fix it. What? Oh, yeah. This is for real? Literally, she comes for the weekend, it's $36,000. But, what do you, but, to, but br- br- break it down for us, no pun intended. Break it down for us. Oh, what does that my mean? God. Please, the bathtub on. Wait. Yeah, you know, the bathtub's on. I mean, all night long. You know, the <laughs> she forgets. Work up. She forgets to turn it off twice. Come on, she Is flooded this... your house because of she left the bathtub on. Yes, <laughs> oh uh, because she was sleeping. That was well. That was thirty thousand. I mean, the insurance claim oh. was like three hundred thousand. That was thirty thousand out of pocket. Then there was what was the other thing she did? Oh, the car. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, what? what? Uh, one of my nineteen sixty vintage Rolls Royce convertibles. It was like thirty grand. I mean, she left the motor running all night long. What? So then the, the thing like busted. It was horrible. That was a bad one. Okay. That was, this was in a three day period. By the what? Way. Oh yeah. So um, Sonia, oh, the is coffee it, machine. That was nothing. It was like three hundred bucks. That was easy. <laughs> so, so is Sonia not invited back? Oh no, she's invited back. She is. Just under supervision. <laughs> <laughs> But see, the thing with Sonia is I've been best friends with her for like 15 years. You know, oh, you the thing have? is like, Sonia's like, I'm going to come for the weekend, right? Okay, well, the weekend turns into two and a half weeks. 
You know. Oh, she she. It's all or nothing with Sonia. Yeah, wow. she's all in, black yeah, or white. Really? Oh yeah. I'm not obsessed with very many people. You're no, really Sonya obsessed is, with her. Oh my god. Oh. Beyond. Sonia and Liza Minnelli are like my two like. Tops. Be it. Oh, yeah, Liza Minnelli. See it for me. That's another. That's a whole other level. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we. Is million dollar totally is million dollar listing airing right now? Million dollar listing is on right now. We're okay. on episode three, I believe, coming this week. Okay, then I can start watching now because you can I start. yes yes I can't do the whole thing where you got to wait the whole week to wait for the next episode. So I wait for a few to come out. So what is it like having that Frederick man on? Um, He's pretty the, fabulous, the right? With, no, really? No, he is not. He's absolutely not. Okay, what so what made you think that? Because I What's watched, your perception of him? I just oh, I watched Million Dollar Listing L.A. or I mean New York, uh, New, York. New York. Yeah, and there was just like the accent and just like the way he looks and walks and the way he puckers his lips and uh-huh. I'm like, oh god. No, yeah. so Frederick is a nice person. No, not nice. No, very successful though. No, yeah, yes, very successful. No, successful. Yes, because he has all the built the developers right. Is that Correct. his thing? Yes. So he gets the building before it goes to anybody. He takes over the whole building, sells. Like he gets it early. Is that the deal? I'm just trying to understand. No, it. there's other people who do. He's just a good publicist. He he gets his name out there. Okay. There's very there's a lot of very good. successful people that do this. Okay. But he's new to LA. Yes. Why did he come here? He lives here now? He lives here now. Oh, he's yeah. on the LA show. Yes. Sadly. It's his first season. Yes, unfortunately. That's why people were like, holy shit. I mean the No, cr- all of us are extremely upset with him on the show this season. I mean Wait. he's just what? I don't understand why. Why? why? Yes, explain. Well, without giving away storylines, no, obviously, wait, we I, know the drill. Baby, can I say one thing? When I watch Million Dollars in New York... He's and a it, terrible person. Oh, okay. That's, Do we get to see it on the show? It's coming soon. Okay, so Frederick, not your favorite. We're going to see on the on the new season. You this season him, that's out right you now. You will see all four of us. Not, not one person on the show is happy with him this season. Is he successfully selling here? Was it no. a big trip? No, absolutely not. And I will I believe you. This is not like a pity thing or what, like a yeah. jealousy thing. Like he's extremely successful in New York. Yes. Right. Okay. I don't want to regurgitate my lunch. Let's talk about something else. Okay. All right. We're making Moving another on. quick pivot. Pivot. Yes. You have a YouTube channel. Yes, I do have a YouTube channel, but I mean, Josh I guess, would make the greatest late night guest. Like if Letterman was still on the air, you and Letterman would have just been. No, but I want to know what canceled. you're doing. This is a podcast about our guests. Yes. So you have a YouTube channel that you so, didn't know you had, uh, which I just I'm learned. letting you know yes. that you do. Yes. You do interviews. Yes. And like, what is the vibe of it? The vibe of it is I just anything I can't do on TV that I that I would like to do that, you know, would make me cancelable <laughs> I we try and do a little bit of it on YouTube okay yes. basically like a podcast I mean yeah. so we do no so I do celebrity interviews I don't do it I don't do a podcast like per se what we're doing here what I generally do is I interview celebrity friends of mine and I put it on my Instagram and YouTube and whatnot but it's a lot more casual and it's it's not just audio obviously it's visual so right. I'll have you know whatever like I'll have for people, anyone from like Paula Abdul to Charo to Rick Caruso. Oh, wow. oh my God. Like, oh, wow. Total of my, but my yeah. friend spectrum is like all over. all over the place, yeah. you know? I like that. Or candy spell, whatever, like people yeah. like that. And then I just, you know, I just shoot the shit with my friends in my living room and I film it and that's it. Okay. That's it. It's very casual. It's not scripted. No, it sounds There's cool. no like, I don't even have a set of questions at it. <laughs> you just wing it. We just wing it. Okay. I love that. It's yeah. kind of like what we do on the podcast. Yeah. It's not really a format. You just kind of say, like, I just want to talk to my friend. That's all it is. It's just me just wanting to talk, talk to my friends, and I have a guy filming it. Okay. Do you ever get nervous when you're on your show that behavior that you display is going to risk clients coming to you and being like, I want you to sell my house, or I'm trying to buy a house? Or do you just say, fuck it? No, I'm pretty good at censoring myself. No. Really? No. Okay. Talking, right? No, I'm pretty good at censoring myself on TV. Right. I mean, being. No, I've never really had a problem where I've like, you know, had a client on the show or a house or whatever, and, and people got really upset. I have a question. Have you ever been in a moment where, okay, the process of like bringing a client onto the show, you go to the client, you say, hey, look, I'm going to be selling your house. It's going to help. It's going to be a good look for yeah. you. Will you appear on the show? And I'm sure a lot of people want to be on the show. They want to be yeah. on the listening. Has there been a moment? where that client became a real nightmare. And I don't need to know the exact client, but did it ever go so bad? Was there ever something so bad? 
uh, gnarly why the cameras are there and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, what's I mean, one of those have, moments? I mean, we have some crazy fucks on our, you know, I mean, we have some, the, generally the ones that, you know, are on the show are actually more normal than the ones that are not on the show, mostly because those people that we do not have on the show know that they're insane and would not want to put themselves right. in oh, that's a situation. Good point. Good yes. Point. So, um, the ones that are on the show are a little bit more aware that, you know, they um, are being filmed and yeah. and are a little bit more on their best behavior. Most yeah. of my clients are insane. <laughs> right, um, and they know they're insane. They don't want to be filmed. They don't want... Like, I always wonder that because it's almost like below deck. I don't know if you watch it. Huh? But I'm like, the second these people, these like normal people sign on to go on this boat, like the people a part of the show can just talk mad shit on them and like really embarrass them. So I wonder if someone comes to you and says, help me sell my house or whatever, if they're like, I could be spoken about in a very ill way well, when, you, I mean, when I'm not on, on a camera. Show, you have to be aware of yourself and be aware of the surroundings. You Correct. have to know that shit could go either way. Well, you are, but some normie who's like, sure, I guess I'll be on the show well, so Jenny, you can sell my normal, house. You're probably not going to be on the show because you're not insane. In, you're just not going to be interested in television. Yeah. Like right. we, we only choose our best. It's not like, you know, when we film like, Look, if I have a hundred deals and I can only cover ten, I'm only yeah. going to I'm going to cover the ten most interesting people, right? Right. Right. So, you know, those people have to be aware ahead of time that, you know. But babe, you're saying like on Below Deck, these people come on and they think they're going to be on a show and it's fun. They don't realize that they don't realize be the whole staff is talking shit on them, them the, the entire, entire time. Episode. Like you could be like, this client of mine is such a fucking asshole and he's being stingy. But the only he difference, won't move on the, the number. Only, but the only, I agree with you, the only difference in Below Deck versus this show is Below Deck, they're on a vacation. His show, they're trying to make money and they need him. The stakes are much the higher. The stakes are way higher. He's yeah, selling a $10 million a house. It's a little different. Yeah. And on Below Deck, I agree. When they come on that show, they really are setting themselves <laughs> up to just be you know, taken out because yeah. there's 10 crew who are being like, that they want some dirty martini at you know six in the morning. Yeah, they just go you're off. Setting yourself yeah. up. I know people yeah. that have been on that show. You're setting yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. mortifying. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's mortifying. I mean, it's good TV. It's good TV. Well, unless you're the one that's now watching the episode, so excited to see yourself, you know, vacation on below deck, and but then you, they're just if, dragging you I know, the whole time. But if, but my thing is this: you have to be somewhat self-aware. If you sign up for below deck and you go on the on the vacation on the boat with. 10 cameras you got to know that they're looking to find whatever your thing is to exploit like yeah. the entertainment value right. they can't go on a vacation on a yacht with 10 with 10 cameras or eight cameras and think that you're just going to be smooth sailing i by the way i get seasick so i couldn't go on the vacation period like I mean, oh i, I love go on, boating oh, man, i'm oh, not a boat person really it's not even the seat like after a point like i've been on boats and i'm just like if it's like day two day three i'm like fucking bored get me the fuck off this boat get me the fuck off this boat. i i like to be in port i like to be in port a lot go out for the day and come back and like like I we just, did a boat trip in in the bahamas we'd park in atlantis every night so we could go that's because randall doesn't like being stuck in one place he's he's well, like, like a you. chaotic like being oh, so like, chaotic. A, like spilfus i gotta move I gotta yeah yeah so yeah then you guys yes, like, get me the yes, fuck yeah. out of this no goddamn i want you to put me on a boat in the middle of no for two weeks oh, I don't want no. my cell phone to work I no. don't want to see anybody no it sounds like a horrible like <laughs> the Tom Hanks movie with a, like a castaway castaway <laughs> horrendous no no listen I do it like this I go out in the ocean for the day water ski scuba I do all that come back no booze at Atlantis, yeah. the casino yeah. and then guess what you stumble back to the boat you sleep that night on the boat right there on the dock then we can go back out for the day, come back. I don't like to be stuck. I don't even want to sleep on the boat. I honestly, fucking, I want to sleep at Hotel Ducap. Fuck out of this. <laughs> That's our favorite. Our favorite attraction. Yeah. I do not want to be on this thing. It makes me. I don't know. I'm not down with it. Like, <laughs> for the day. We love Ducap. We love Ducap too. We go there every, every the best. for a month every every summer. It's our favorite. Uh, place. Wow. That's for our a, second. I like home. to jump off the thing and the little every thing. Every summer. Thing. Yeah. Hmm? A whole month every summer. Hey, let's, make hear that? let's make a commitment. Let's make a commitment to travel with the flags. <laughs> let's make a commitment. Let's make a commitment that next summer we're going to spend two weeks there. Okay. We're there every Bastille day. We're there from July first to August first or some. This year we were only there for two weeks, but we're we're. And the kids are sleepaway camp. Then we can take ocean and it'll be sleepaway camp in France. No, no, no. My kids go to sleepaway camp in North Carolina, but but yeah. our youngest one now. I mean, our baby together. We can take her to 
to do cap with it's a nanny. The best place <laughs> oh yeah, because Lauren, <laughs> Lauren, Lauren and Michael Bostick looked like they, they were, were having there, uh, were yes, yeah. and it looked fabulous. And then I learned that Instagram is definitely a lie because it looked fabulous on the gram and they were like it was a trip not a vacation it was a were, nightmare we didn't take a nanny we were there for two they weeks they'll never do it again but i said yeah. i've never traveled without the nanny you need the support right they did they didn't enjoy themselves much how do you feel wanted. about kids <laughs> look at the face look a lot of people at Cap, there's a lot of actually people with podcasts that i mean do caps become cool again yeah was it ever not it became very old yeah, but I feel like old is like very like so classy. old money. Like do you stay Eden Rock or Ducap building? No, I stay at Ducap. I'm not spending $10,000 a night for a room. <laughs> yeah. I love main building. Yeah. I love the main building. I stay in the shot. In the, we stay in the Dufontaine. Du That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> is it just me, though, or does the food kind of suck? No, it's delicious. Oh, it is? Oh, I love it. I love the, the tomato there. soup. You love the tomato soup, too. I like really? the Vichyssoise. That's my favorite soup there. We love the tomato soup. We, we bonded over the tomato soup a long time ago. <laughs> but you were drinking a lot back then, so we have to come back sober. The tomato soup. You drank, you know. Yeah, you, that's true. You I, drank I was that drinking whole all my meals. That's not, it's not a good, she has to go back now when, when sober. Did we, when did we quit? Three yeah. years ago. Three, Three years, years ago. ago. Three years ago. It was like, it, It's yeah. amazing. Amazing. I'm very proud of her. But we need to go back where she's sober because I think she'll enjoy but it. But people <laughs> that are normies, I encourage the drinking. You walk in my house, would you like a cocktail? Would you a like shots? Oh no, she wants you shit faced. Yeah. yeah. Shit faced. I, at the it's beginning, sick. I was like, will I be interesting still if I'm not drunk? And come to find out, I'm just as interesting, but everyone else is not. Yeah. They need to be drinking. <laughs> and yes. Yes, I totally understand what you're saying. She gets me so shit faced, and then I tell her stop, and then I wake up the next day, and she's like, 9 a.m., let's go, and I'm hungover as shit because she's the one who encouraged all of us to get obliterated. Are you from Utah originally? I'm from Salt Lake, yeah. Because a lot of people I grew up with that were also uh, total fucks up, fuck ups as myself <laughs> also went to Utah when their parents got mad at them. They would send them to boot camp there. Yeah, a lot of. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yes. There's a lot of and like those that um, were rehab luckier centers. went to Stad in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> the luckier ones went to Stad. Yes. Huh. Oh Smokey, I up doing Stad. Yes. <laughs> Sonia Morgan. Yes. Wow. I know all about that Bravo life. You do, baby. I'm a part of the cult. Yeah. I'm doing your uh, your YouTube channel interview. I'm excited. Are you? I'm yeah. excited because I'm going to interview you. I think the two of you together will be really good. Him interviewing you, I think, will be good. It'll I'm a little fun. nervous. No, don't now be that nervous. I'm face to face with no, you're you. You're so easy to deal with. You're just funny. As don't fuck. be nervous. Don't be nervous. <laughs> no, I'm very be I'm, nervous when you listen to it on the air. <laughs> don't, don't, seriously. Don't. I won't do that to you. <laughs> like, no, I won't do that to you. Yeah, I like my job. Yeah, don't. I don't want to do that to you. Okay. Hi, Lala and Randall. I absolutely love you guys. I really can't say enough. Randall, you are so funny with Lala, and you guys just have the best dynamic love you guys bye thank you so much my loves to everyone who has already called in to leave us messages please keep them coming because we love hearing from you call us anytime at 866-LALA-POD that is 866-LALA-POD I mother effing love you Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.